Alright everyone, welcome back. We've got episode 37 of Devil's Army Cast for you all today. Sorry about the little layoff here, just trying to time uh, things up, seeing when we're doing the next episode given the COVID absence that the Devils are on that's now reached over a week, right Chris? I think yeah, it's been over I a mean, week. Uh, the last the last episode we did, we were pre-gaming like flyers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and that was also nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like the next day they like announced like, yeah, shut down. It's like, oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, you guys, hopefully you'll be listening to this Tuesday, February 9th, maybe the 10th. Depends how quick we get this one turned around. Like I said, episode 37, James, me, and Chris, the yo, duo, yo, yo. as always. Episode 37, Pavel Zaka, number 37. I was curious because I couldn't remember any other 37, so I went to Hockey Reference, and they have that cool layout where it tells you, like, the, the numbers and sweater numbers mm-hmm. and all that fun stuff. Only two number 37 in Devil's history. Chris, I, I'm assuming you don't know the other one. I, I do not know. I was yeah, going to say. Eric Jelena wore 37 oh, at one point. Oh, okay. All right. So. I think that must have been like a call-up number because I don't think he yeah. wore that when he was like full-time. He wore 32, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think he was yeah. 32 when he was playing more uh, full-time. But anyway, only two 37s in Devil's history. Well, fun fact for you guys there. So, all right. We'll get on into it here. Current news couple things happened this week um we'll go more in depth about the whole new jersey devils covid mass who's on the list who's not on the list type deal when they're expected to get fired back up all that fun stuff next we thought since we have like a little devil sabbatical going on we'll go player by player and give our report cards out our um call them progress reports right is that what they did in um high school was it what are they called progress reports <laughs> yeah um, yeah, we'll I was never a fan of those. Grades A through F um, to devil, each Devils player that I've played in the game so far. After that, we'll talk NHL wide, anything that caught Chris or I's eye. We have Binghamton Devils hockey is back. AHL hockey. Um, got a little delayed there. Their first two games were postponed, but they finally played. We're actually recording after their first game. Played on Monday night. Winners in overtime. Great game. We'll talk more about that later. I'll end it out with some bar down bets and we'll close around out. So that's what episode 37 is going to be all about. So starting off, Kurt News got some Devils related news. Graham Clark, who 2019 third round pick of the Devils um, winger, most recently played in the top hockey league over in Slovakia, signed an AHL contract with um, the Devils Binghamton this morning, actually, Monday morning. He didn't play in the game tonight, but we're expecting to see him in a Binghamton sweater shortly. Great news. Excited mm-hmm. to see him play. Also, Chris's guy, Michael Vucjovic, um, <laughs> signed an AHL contract. Right? He's your he's your yep, guy. It's yep, not Mr. Vucjovic. Yep. Freight train. So, um, 2019 third rounder defenseman, most recently played in Kitchener last year of the OHL. He also signed an AHL contract. He did play tonight, and he looked good, Chris. I'll tell you a little bit about him later on. Let's do it. Wayne Simmons, who I thought was kind of a silly signing. I know, Chris, you liked that signing at the time. He actually mm-hmm. broke his wrist with the Maple Leafs. He's going to extended, uh, miss extended time period. Yeah. Believe it or not, he's having himself a nice season over there in Toronto. Yeah. Um, I, I think don't I saw think yesterday uh, like five goals or something. Yeah, I don't th- I don't think it's going to hurt them too much uh, in, in they, uh, the span of him being gone. Yeah. He's just somebody that I've thought they needed on that team they needed more of a sandpaper element especially when they get to the playoffs so i yeah, think they, they'll survive uh, his injury but uh, he's definitely proven to be an even bigger asset than i think they expected when they signed him definitely than i so. expected they uh signed mr scott S- uh saborn saborn remember that whole who was it austin matthews 
looking at his back, like, who are you type deal. You remember that whole thing? That I don't. Or, you know? Yeah, it was like last year. But anyway, they signed him to be there. Uh, and I saw someone on was like, yeah, he'll, he'll replace Frank Simmons. No, I'm sorry, <laughs> but probably not. Anyway, um, Jack Russellvick and Patrick Laine both made their Columbus Blue Jackets debut. And I think I read they scored a goal in the same game, so. Yeah, they did. Going all over there for Columbus. Yep. Yeah, Line had a uh, weird backhander that just – yeah, I think he was just trying to throw the puck at the net, to be honest, and it just – it went in. Um, and then Roslevic had a good uh, good goal. I think he might have – his might have been on the power play. I can't remember for sure. It was a pass, like, up to the point. He walked it in. So Yeah, so that's good for Columbus. Um, there was a little, I was the last episode, two episodes ago, we we're talking about the whole Tom Fitzgerald, Pittsburgh GM, little like conspiracy theory stuff. The Devils actually denied Fitzgerald permission or denied the Penguins permission from interviewing Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. And it looks like Pittsburgh's finally like, all right, whatever, we'll go separate ways. They have a list of candidates they interviewed Fitzgerald not on that list. So a little update there. It's encouraging. Uh, I think it's for, for us. It's encouraging. You don't have to worry. I, I don't think Devils fans have to worry anymore, given that he wasn't on that list of interviewees. He is not yeah. signed I, as a GM on the Devils exactly. next year, though. His contract is donezo after this year. That's why as I say a GM. I'm encouraged. I'm, I'm encouraged. He, he's still he's still under contract with the Devils past this season, but just not a GM contract. It's weird. But mm-hmm. you know what I'm trying to say here? He has I a contract so, yeah. with the Devils through this year. Just his GM contract is up after this year. So, um, All right. For, before we move on to the Devils' COVID mess, NHL as a whole is in trouble COVID-wise. Sabres, Devils, um, Avalanche, Minnesota, Wild, almost the Twins, um, all on <laughs> COVID postponements. Travis Sandheim of the Flyers was put on the COVID list, and he was in the lineup like last time the Flyers played, so that's something worth monitoring if the Flyers are in trouble. But right now we have uh, four NHL teams on COVID stoppages. Um, Chris, anything you saw this week, um, like um, news-wise? Uh, uh, Derek Stepan is supposedly on the trade block, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, that Ottawa. happened. <laughs> they got him on the... Got him on the, the trade block to Ottawa, uh, not doing too hot, which we, we kind of expected going into this season. Um, we expected them to be the team towards the bottom of that Canadian division. Um, I think they're performing, to be honest, a little bit worse than I expected. Um, I, I didn't think they were going to be great, but I think they've kind of really underperformed a little bit. So that was one big thing I saw. Um, and then the, the, the apparently the messed up call on the Carolina – uh, Columbus game. Um, I think it was uh, Trocheck ended up with a goal for Carolina, and they Columbus challenged it for an offsides. Um, I watched the clip. It was very bizarre because it wasn't like uh, an egregious offsides. It, it it was technically offsides, but it was a very very close call. Like you needed a, a literally one freeze frame to like see it, and. Um, I guess something happened where it was getting relayed from Toronto to wherever they, they messed up the call. And I think it was like the next period or something happened. I, there was some kind of intermission and it, the refs talked to like torts and uh, Carolina's coach, um, drawn a blank on his name, Brenda Moore. Um, and, and they said like they were going to keep the goal, but take away the penalty because they messed up. And that was just even more bizarre to me. Cause I'm like, well, how can you, 
you know, that's like that you can't do. I don't know. I feel like it's got to be one or the other. You can't do like halfsies yeah. on that. <laughs> and then after the game, they were even like, "Yeah, we got that call wrong. That goal shouldn't have yeah. counted." So it's, sorry about that. <laughs> in terms of like the offsides I've seen reviewed, it wasn't like the most clear and egregious. Like it, he, Trocheck was barely offsides, and uh, the the puck was like on the blue line, but a part of it was in the zone. It just didn't cross the blue line completely. So it was one of those where it was very close. So. Yeah, so that was fun hockey news there. But um, all right, I think that's it. We're gonna move on now to like give you an update on the Devils' COVID mess. As of um today, there is I think 19 total Devils players on the list. So basically, our whole roster. Basically, um, Bastion, Brat, Comrie, Gusev, Hughes, Johnson, Kulpov, Bolkanen, McLeod, Palmieri, Severson, Cherengovich, Smith. Tennyson, Zaka, Zajac. On the list as of this morning, Monday morning, Votnin, Carrick both came off the list like a day or two ago. They were added back on today. And then Heeshear was also added today. Now, I see a lot of people saying, oh, this must mean Nico's healthy. No, I don't think that matters. I don't think that's any way an indicator of that. Yeah. I think it might just be him being added to the list because you exposed, test positive, whatever. So I, I don't think yeah. I'd get your hopes up there. Um, but we, we're we not going to truly know an injury update until the Devils skate again. So we're not, we're mm. not going to know any Nico news. Um, I know a lot of people really care about that Nico news, but I mean, Devils got <laughs> Devils have to have a team first. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> have, we have bigger problems first. Yeah. Um, Mackenzie Blackwood did come off the list, and unlike Votnin and Carrick, he's remaining off right now. So, Mackenzie, stay locked away in whatever place you are away from <laughs> every other Devils player. Yeah. And maybe he'll stay off the list, but who knows. So, uh, it's, it's bizarre. I, I think it's – I don't wish this to be the case, but I think it's it's – there's a good chance someone could have actually caught it on the team. For what, this many, positive? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, for, I mean, for this many guys you know, to get put yeah. on the list this quickly, um, it, it goes beyond the realm of like, uh, oh, they were around someone, you know, I, yeah. I think I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But it no, just with you're... how many people got put on how quickly it, it, yeah. it makes you feel like somebody did actually test positive and. Carrick's an interesting one because I know he originally was not – he was originally on the list because of travel reasons because I think he traveled he back to kid. Canada to, like, be with his, his wife and they were having a kid. Mm-hmm. So I knew – I think he was originally on the COVID list because of that because he was having cross-country travel and he had he to quarantine. Um, who knows how he ended up back on it now. Um, Close contact or uh, or uh – Positive yeah. test. I mean, when this so. when this first happened, I think I, I mentioned it to you, James, that if this is a situation where everyone comes out unscathed, nobody like has it. It's just all precautionary. Like you were around someone. It, it could have been a, you know, a saving grace for the Devils because we were missing some guys and it would allow us to come back with like a full roster and everything. But it's just gotten to the point now where uh, you hope everyone stays healthy. And we, we averted my fear, which was, you know, going into this Flyers game, basically putting Binghamton out on the ice to play him. <laughs> so um, it's, it's a whole interesting situation and, and a mess. And hopefully, you know, everyone, 
stay safe. They don't have it. If they do have it, hopefully they, they get through it, you know, as painlessly as possible and get back to normal. Yeah. So, I mean, there's like we've said multiple times on the podcast, I'm pretty sure um, there's multiple ways you could be multiple reasons you could be placed on the list. And the NHL is not allowed to disclose who actually has it, who doesn't, and like what reason they're on the list for. Mm-hmm. But given the timing and how long some of these guys have been on the list, there's, I mean, you say you don't want to speculate, but you know that at least a handful definitely tested positive, you would assume, given the timing of everything. Mm-hmm. I think we're past the point where it was just like all a precautionary thing, you know? But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, we got a scheduled back. They rescheduled all the games, and then today they announced, hey, listen, more games are being postponed. They postponed three more Devils games, um, two more Wild games, and two more Sabres games. So the Devils are, next time, the earliest they'll be on the ice, I read, is Thursday. No, that's not correct. Um, I don't know. I was reading an article on the website, and it said Thursday to 11, and that is not correct. Was um, it like it was, 16th against the Rangers or something like that? 16th, that's it, maybe. Yeah, so I think you said 16th against the Rangers when we were talking about it before. Yeah, it was a 16th. So it was originally supposed to be Friday the 12th, and I postponed three games. Uh, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just read the article. I wrote down the wrong dates. But I, I think I have I keep right on talking, you could go and figure it out. Um, anyway, Chris is going to figure it out out when they're canceling more games too. Um, it was supposed to be this upcoming Friday would be their first game back, but that is now changed. Um, oh, I have it right here. What the yeah, heck so are you talking about? This Devil's 16th. games, February 11th, 13th, and 15th are canceled. So, 16th. Yeah. If they have a game okay. on the 16th, that would be the next time they're back. Yeah, it's 16th against the Rangers. I don't know what the heck I was looking at. Yeah, but you, yeah. you were right the first time. They're supposed to be on the ice of 16th against the Rangers if no more postponements. So, now I got that figured yeah. out. That's your devil's COVID news. Um, like Chris was saying, hopefully everyone's safe, everyone recovers. Um, but anyway, hopefully we see him back on the 16th. You never know. Yeah. So. And I mean, it, it's. I know the NHL has like a set schedule, and they kind of. I think they gave themselves a buffer week for the purpose of if the delays for, you know, potential COVID issues get so bad that they have to delay the season a little bit, they have a buffer for it. Um, But thinking from like a business point of view, and I I thought this when I, when baseball was talking about how they might delay the season a month or so, um, you know, I'm thinking about vaccines and people already talking about, how they're going to get live venues back up soon with like rapid testing and vaccines. So I feel like it doesn't necessarily hurt badly if the NHL gets delayed like an extra two, three weeks or something, you know, um, I don't see it being as bad as like last year when they had to put it completely on pause and start the playoffs basically in like July. No, we're, we're not going to see that. And I'd be yeah. really surprised. Not a lot of people are speculating that we might see like the NHL shut down for a week or two. I don't think it's going to get to that point. Um, the NHL yeah. is going to do everything they can to keep power and throw it. Before we move on here to the player grades, I've been seeing this also. The Sabres literally like two days after um, <clears throat> started testing positive. They had or not testing positive, but they were putting players on the COVID mm-hmm. list, which, yeah. you know. What that, that was, means. That was the other sign that kind of showed and, like it's more than a precaution. Uh huh. And their head coach, Ralph Kruger, was announced he did test positive. So now you have the whole Buffalo Sabres fan base 
I'm like, oh, those New Jersey Devils, they screwed everything up. It's all their fault. And then you have Devils fans being like, oh, there's no way. There's no cross-contamination. That's just their own thing. We don't know really what happened, but I'm going to say this. Whoever it was, whether it's the Devils or the NHL, someone very poorly managed this whole thing. Um, I mean, whoever you want to put there's blame. And I'm okay with saying is it definitely the NHL's fault for the protocols. I also think it's some of the devil's fault for either not strictly following the protocols or whatever because, I mean, the outbreak happened. Mm-hmm. But um, I just found it funny how, like, now everyone's throwing blame around between the Sabres yeah. and Devils. I mean, I think Sabres fans have a point. Maybe I, the Devils are at fault here. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't anyway. think it's any one team in particular. I think the Devils are the scapegoat here, but I think this could have happened with any team. With how this well, thing yeah. technically works, where like you can catch it and not show or feel a thing for a couple of days, and then that's like when you find out, which is the importance of the daily testing, and that falls back on like the NHL and stuff, and you know teams getting those test results back. I mean, Palms got pulled from that game against the Sabers like right before puck drop, didn't he? I'm sure mm-hmm. he was around the team right before yeah, that. <laughs> I thought it was healthy scratch related, and I was gonna go nuts. Yeah, so it it. it it's it involves us. We're obviously the biggest icon for it this season with what's going on, but it's really something that could have happened with any team. So Yeah, no, I totally get that, but I think you gotta question both the NHL's protocols and their testing methods and everything and mm-hmm. if the devils were really strictly following those protocols and stuff because I mean I think Sabres fans do have a little bit yeah. point. I'd be pissed off if I was a Sabres fan. <laughs> And I think they're aware and they're they're trying to take steps to, you know, keep this from happening. Yeah, they did the – did um, you see they took out glass behind the benches? Yeah, I, I think like I saw – I don't know how much that helps, but – Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, we're not I, the experts. I know they're they trying, trying to, to stuff. find stuff to, like, keep it from happening, but – Yeah, who knows? Hopefully, like I said, it's just about everyone being safe. Um, some things are – bigger than hockey and this is one of them so hopefully everyone's safe out there everyone get back to playing hockey here sometime soon so we'll move on now um excuse me third segment new jersey devils player by player grades we'll start with the goaltenders then we'll go to defensemen and then we'll go forwards but before that i'm gonna talk a little bit about how the team is right now before the um excuse me, before the stoppage. Uh, nine games played before the shutdown. The Devils own a record of 4-3-2, and two, which is 10 points, and they're still fifth in the division, <laughs> believe it or not. Point leaders, Miles Wood, Jack Hughes, and Ty Smith are all tied at the top with eight. McLeod and Zaka are the second highest with four. The Devils... Goals for is 25th in the NHL, but their goals against is number nine, Chris. I did not know that, but they're number nine in goals against per game at only 2.67. Special teams here is where it has faltered the Devils. 5v5, they've been great, as you can see. Well, not great. Their number, like scoring 5v5 is not too hot, but their goals against is. Um, 2.67, or I'm sorry, their power play is 27th and their penalty kill is 30th. So that is not good. They mm-hmm. gotta work on that. Hopefully, they figure something out there. Rob must have been a horrible defensive coach, right? Yeah, the the Rangers fans blaming Roth and being happy he's gone, and the Rangers defense still sucks. But anyway, not, um, not that we're paying attention to that. 
<laughs> so 5v5 advanced stats um the devils have 5v5 stats are the best it's been in years believe it or not i know it's a small sample size but they're 11th in course four percentage which is basically um shot attempt ratio their expected goals is um 14th in the league so top half both Corsi and expected goals two big advanced stats there which is a rarity in terms of um devil's teams usually mm-hmm. um but yeah i just want to give you a little background here on where the devil sit in terms of like scoring leaders record all that fun stuff before we dive in grading all these players so um all right goalies so three goalies they played blackwood comrie and wedgwood chris starter here we'll start with um go alphabetical order by last name so blackwood first what grade would you give mr mckenzie blackwood so far this i season? mean he's got to get an a yeah, has to get a phenomenal in, in all three games he played before getting shut down. Um, I, I expect him to be good when he gets back. He may need some time to like kind of adjust, you know, since he's been off for a little bit. But yeah, he's getting an A from me. Yeah, I totally agree. He's actually still second in the NHL in save percentage. <laughs> I was looking at the <laughs> website there. But yeah, Blackwood's net. Comrie is next. I gave, He only played one game. Yeah. In that one game, he was fine. So I gave him a uh, I gave him a B- minus here because he did let like a softy in. It was either mm-hmm. like really good or really bad, so I gave him like right in the middle. I gave him a B, B- minus area. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I would say more of like a C-plus for me, but yeah, right in that same range. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott Wedgwood is the last goalie. He's played the most games, I think it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you have grade here for Wedgwood? You know, I was going to give him a C plus two, but I might bump him up to a B minus. I think he's done a little bit more than maybe we all expected when Blackwood went down. He's had some games where he's had the shutout, and then he's followed it up with a game that it's like, what's going on? But he's he's gotten the job done. He's kept the Devils in the thick of it, at least before we got suspended. Um, he kept us in, in the hunt in the division, uh, probably – I'm not even going to say probably it is the toughest division in the league, whether it's COVID or not. So, yeah, um, I disagree slightly. I gave Wedgwood a C, mm-hmm. um, C, C minus. He had that really strong game, that shutout, and I feel like the shutout inflated his numbers overall. His numbers aren't great, and it has that shutout in it. Um, I don't know. I'm just um, so far. I mean, he's done fine. He hasn't been. Awful. I feel like yeah. C is like a meh grade, so I'll go with like a C. And I think that's the name of the game at this point with Blackwood clearly being the number one. Just find someone who can get us through a game. Just keep us in it. You don't have to be an all-star. Just you know, stop most of the pucks that you should and give a chance to win. Yeah, which I think he's done to an extent, but uh, who knows. Um, yeah, so I got Blackwood A, Kyrie B minus ish, and I have a Wedgwood like C, C minus, and you have a A, B minus, uh, B minus, right? Uh, I have a C plus for Com- Comrie, and then I bumped Wedgwood up at the last second to a B minus. I was going to have both him and Comrie's B, uh, C pluses, but. Gotcha. So, yeah, that's our goalie grades. We'll move on to defenseman now. Alphabetical order here. I'm looking at the names. Uh, Murray first. All right, Ryan Murray. Mm. Um, I'm giving Ryan Murray a B minus, I think, fair. Um, he started out the season better. Philly's play has declined. Um, they're playing really tough minutes. 
He stayed healthy. I think a B. You know, I'll lock it in at B. What do you got from Ryan Murray? <laughs> That's exactly what I had. I had a B. Cool. There we go. Look at us. Mm. Um. All right. Murray is M. What's next? We got... Oh, Jesus, I screwed this up already. Kulkov should have been before Murray, but it's all good. Um, Dmitry Kulkov has very yeah, has impressed me this season. Yeah. Um, B plus for Dmitry Kulkov. I, I agree. I think it was uh, very evident him playing with Severson. Just the little things that, like, you know, he might maybe he doesn't end up on the score sheet, but just the little things he does, the the veteran know-how that he has playing defense, it's, it's really helped out. And, uh, I mean, Severson was already – our best defenseman before, but when you have a guy that you can trust like that, it, it makes your game even better. Yeah, Kolkov's been a really pleasant surprise for me. One of the more uh, like bigger surprises this season, I feel, but he's been really solid, especially defensively. Lock in a B there for him. Um, Kolkov, Murray. Severson's next. I have myself given Severson a A. He's been terrific. Yep. I one agree. A better, one a better defenseman in the whole NHL this year, from a numbers standpoint, analytics, all that stuff. He's been absolutely terrific this year. No more Severs and slander. I won't stand for it. It's it's unfortunate that like when the worst things that could possibly happen happen, he's usually like bad parts on the ice or involved, and it just overshadows so much of what he does well for the Devils. Yeah, his uh, his mistakes are always like really glaring mistakes. He doesn't make a lot of them. Yeah. When he does, you really notice him, and that's why he gets such a bad rap sometimes. But, I mean, he's a terrific defenseman. Mm-hmm. So, Severson, and I, I believe Ty Smith is next. Go ahead. What do you give Ty Smith? I'm going to give him a, a, an A-. Um, okay. I, I think he's in the running for the Calder at this point. Um, got off to, you know, the, the point streak, some of it being a little bit of puck luck and good bounces. Um I, I think if he's earned an A minus as of right now, we'll see what happens as the season goes along. Uh, they started pairing him with people other than Tennyson, right? Like right before he's they showed us. He's been playing with Damon Severson, and it's been absolutely awesome. Yeah. So uh, I I give Ty Smith an A minus for right now. Yeah. I if if we're going offensive strictly, I give him an A plus plus. But um, yeah. looking at his work as a whole, I'm going B plus. I think that grade's going to keep going higher and higher um, the more he plays with Damon Severson because if he's played with Severson all year, he's probably like at an A with Severson because his defensive numbers are absolutely terrific with Severson. They were awful with Tennyson, um, but he's been playing a lot better, so I'm going to give him a B plus. Um, next, we got Subban. Uh, a lot of Devils will give Subban a fat F. Um, I disagree. For the most part, I'm going to give Subban mm-hmm. a C plus. He's playing really tough minutes. Um, his play has faltered as the season has gone on. He was actually pretty solid in the beginning. It's gotten worse and worse. It's still not terrible. He actually had a pretty good game last time. But um, I'm going to go C plus, B minus area, similar to Ryan Murray, a little less than Ryan Murray. Yeah, I'm going to go B minus as well. Um, I think he hasn't been horrible. He could He's been be better. PK Subban. You know, it, any player competitor will tell you they can always do better. Um, and uh, I've really enjoyed um, – I, I kind of took a different message from it, but when uh, Ruff kind of 
jokingly chirped him a little bit in the locker room. Just the fact that you can be that close uh, with your coach and your teammates, that's that's awesome. So uh, I'm going to give him a B-. minus. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to be that guy and say I hate it because that means Lindy Ruff cares about plus-minus when he's making fun of Subban for plus-minus <laughs> and caring about plus-minus is not a good thing. But no, I'm just joking. That was fun to see. So, um, All right, last guy, Mr. Matt Tennyson. What do you give Matt Tennyson grade-wise? Uh... I, I know he is at the top of your fan club, um, or actually, you're at the top of his fan club. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm gonna give him a C. I'm gonna give him a C. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm gonna give him a C. All right. Well, I'm gonna give him a D minus. <laughs> um, hey, I didn't give him an F. But um, true. Believe it or not, his offensive. Like, in the offensive end, whenever he's there, which is rarely, it hasn't been bad. It's just his defense has just been so putrid. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to give him a D-minus-D-ish area. So, you're very kind. You're, you're an easy creator. I, I wish I had you as a teacher in high school. I, I have optimism. <laughs> so... Alright, I believe that's all the defensemen. I don't think I'm missing any. Definitely not Will Butcher because he hasn't played yet. But um, Will Butcher isn't on the COVID list, by the way. <laughs> He's one of the sole players that aren't on the list. Anyway, um, now nah, we won't give a grade as a whole. But yeah, that's our grades for defensemen. We're going to move on to the forward group now. Uh, we're just going to kind of go here. I don't know what these guys in alphabetical order. But we'll start with Brat. That's B. That's pretty up there. Um, mm-hmm. Short sample size, but he's been terrific. Um, I'll give yeah. him an A minus because sample size isn't there yet, but he's been great. So I'll give him an A minus. Yeah, I'm I'm in a similar camp. I'm I'm giving him a B B plus just because again, not much work to go off of, but he has been noticeable since he's been back. Um, every time he's on the ice playing with especially Hughes and um, Johnson, I believe it was uh, yep. a little bit that last game before we got shut down. Very noticeable, uh, very much uh, an injection into this lineup on offense that, uh, you know, we're never going to turn down offense. Yep. Um, Nathan Bastion will go to next. What grade do you give Mr. Bastion? I'm going to give him a B as well. Um, I thought he's been playing very good. And I mean, I know Ruff doesn't want to label like fourth lines and he wants to roll four lines, but I think Bastion's done very well on the four check, uh, that whole line in general, him and McLeod as well. Um, I think he's just been solid on the four check, back check. I think he's been playing his role well. He's not, you know, lighting up the scoreboard, but he's getting his job done out there. Yeah, uh, Bastion for me, I'm giving him a uh, B plus. So similar. Um, Jesper Boquist, I'll give Boquist a B minus, C plus area. I feel like he's been he's been fine. He started the year out nice um, for whatever reason, playing well. They took him out of the lineup. Mm-hmm. He's come back and he's been okay, kind of less noticeable. But I'll give him like a B minus, C plus area. Like, he's, yeah, he's doing fine. Yeah, I, I a lot agree. better than last year. I, I agree. B minus. He's he hasn't shown up on the score sheet yet, but he hasn't been you know absent in the games that he's played. He's he's been someone that we've seen kind of show the flair a little bit. So yeah, um, I'm skipping around here, so I don't want to like I'm stuck in order. I have it down. So Anders Janssen, what do you have for him? See if if we did this probably before the last two games, I probably would have said like a C, but I'm gonna give him a B minus right now. Uh, I think he's starting to finally turn around, get it clicking, um, showing why we traded for him. So, yeah, I'm gonna go uh, B plus here. I really like how Janssen's played lately, like like a mm-hmm. lot. Um, yeah, that, I think he's turned that around. Janssen and uh, 
Hughes line's been absolutely terrific. So I like what I'm seeing out of Janssen. B-plus for him. Miles Wood, baby. A. Give Miles <laughs> yes. Wood an A. He's been great this year. Uh, like an A-minus-ish. He, he's really been good. <laughs> like, really good. Um, yeah. Even when they put him down on a fourth-line roll, he's been keeping up down there. Yeah. Got the meat line. The Wood McLeod Bastion line's been great. I'm going to give Miles Wood an A-minus. What a world. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give him an A as well. Um, I'm about <laughs> to jinx it as well because I'm going to say, other than that first game, he really hasn't cost us too much in terms of penalties. <laughs> so I'm going to jinx that right now. Um, there you fans go. are going to appreciate be all over me for that. Um, but yeah, I, I've said it before on the, the show here, you know, I love the bull in the China shop kind of mentality that Wood plays with. And, uh, we saw it when he got put with McLeod and Bastion that, that paid off and it, I, he's, he's phenomenal <laughs> so far this year. He's phenomenal. So yeah, he's been great. Um, another guy, I think we're both to be given an A2 is Jack Hughes. I don't know about that. You sure? Yeah, I think uh, I think um, I'm gonna follow was, your method of being was this easy kid, grader. This kid leading the team points or something neck. like that. He is actually tied with Mr. Miles Wood and Ty Smith. Fun fact. Yes, uh, absolutely deserves, and I'd even put him in the rare A plus category. Oh boy, you're giving out A pluses. Um, uh, I will. I will give out an A plus to Jack Hughes because I don't think the Devils are where they are in the standings without him. Yeah, I, I think you make agree. the same case for Blackwood, but especially with Blackwood being out, I, I think no Hughes were seller in this division right now. And not seller is in like we're selling off assets. I mean, seller is in like the bottom. Yeah, the bottom. So. I got you. Um, all right, Travis Zajac. I got I love Zajac this year, man. Mm-hmm. He's having one of his better seasons yeah. here in a while. I'm giving yep. him an A minus B plus. I, I agree. I, I'm. I'm in the A-minus camp as well. I've uh, been a fan of Zajac uh, for a while. Really didn't want to see them move him, even this offseason. I'm glad it hasn't happened. So. <laughs> he uh, shut that down. He didn't let them wave the no yeah. clause. He's, he's a very important veteran presence to have, and even though his offensive skill might not be what it once was, even though he is doing a lot of offensive stuff so far this season, um, there's, there's no denying he's still – their best centerman on faceoffs with Nico out. Um, Nico's like right there with him when he's when he's in the lineup, but just the veteran knowledge he has and his two-way game. Yeah, I mean, believe it or not, he hasn't been too out in faceoffs this year, just because for whatever reason the whole Devils team that sucks at faceoffs. But um, yeah, I think he's below fifty percent. Believe that or not, but um, yeah, no, Zay Jack's been terrific. Uh, Michael McLeod is next. I'll give McLeod here B plus, A minus. He's really been great this year. He's finally showing. I mean, I believe I said this on the last episode. Michael McLeod's never going to be a top six goal scorer, but he's going to be a really solid bottom six. Penalty killer, defensive first centerman for this team, I think, for years to come. So. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to give him a B. Um, I, I don't know if it's just that he has a super hard shot. The fact that, like, a couple of the goals he scored have been, like, squeakers that, like, just squeak through. <laughs> um, but he's he's been solid, him and Bastion, keeping that chemistry going. Um, I agree with you. I think he's earned his spot on the team. I don't see why he would be taken out of the lineup. Uh, even in that bottom six kind of role. So. Yeah, he's been really solid. Um, I'm going to play out. We did bash him. Kyle Palmieri, least next to will be interesting. So Kyle Palmieri, Chris, what are you thinking here? I'm going to be generous and give him a B minus. Okay, man. He's I, great I'm, you I'm are. holding out hope. I'm 
Well, this constantly is for how they've been the, played up to this point. Yeah, I'm I'm constantly playing the loop of him breaking out the overtime Sharon Govich goal against Boston in my head. <laughs> um, trying to ignore the you know the the missed opportunities. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be generous, be minus for right now. So. Alrighty. I put a C there because he's slowly starting to turn around. He's just got real bad luck mm-hmm. here, but I'm, I'm going to give him a C. Um, next guy is Mr. Nikita Gusev, and I'm giving Gusev the second lowest grade I've given out so far. I'm giving him a D. been awful this year. Yeah, I, I'm giving him a, a C-. minus. Um, I, I think the talent's there. I'm hoping that with Brat back, maybe they can play them together a little bit um, in certain situations to try and help get Gusev going. Um, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to give Gusev a C minus because he he has struggled, but I don't think it's a lost cause or anything. I think he definitely has the talent to perform. Um, yeah, it's there. It just for whatever reason it hasn't shown yet. Um, I think he'll. I don't know. I hope he figures it out, but who knows. Uh, Igor Sharangovich started out really hot in that first game, and he had a <laughs> cool goal he scored. But besides that, there hasn't been much here. I'm gonna give him a uh, C minus. I'm gonna give him a C plus. I, I think, uh, you know, we mentioned those big bright spots, including that overtime winning goal. He has a good shot. Um, but it's kind of just more at this point of what are we gonna see each night? Sometimes it's just you know doing his role and. and playing his spot and everything other nights it's like you, you think he's gonna score on a breakaway or something so yeah um oh by the way i have nhl network on the background here and they have the like what's called choco some bad podcasting here nhl tonight where they just wrap around a whole bunch of games and they pop in it's kind of like red zone for hockey um they were just showing mr john hayden scrapping dropping the mitts three minutes in the game against good old Kyle Clifford. So well, there's your John Hayden update. Nick Merkley. I feel like he's a definition of like, yeah, he's there. He's doing okay. Um, yeah. C. <laughs> I'm going to give Merkley a C. Yeah. I, I agree. I'm going to give him a C because to me, he's one of those guys where I don't understand some of the roster moves with him this year. Um, I didn't let understand. Let him play or don't let him play. Yeah, you know, I, like, I didn't play understand. Him or put him in Binghamton. I didn't understand why he got put through waivers after camp. I was... You know, I think he's ready to, to play. I'd like to see him play some more. Um, yeah, I'm just going to give him a C for now because he hasn't been given much opportunity. But I, I think he'll – I mean, I think he has shown in at least one or two games that he's played this year that, you know, he should be in the lineup. So – yeah, I mean, he, when he's playing, he's fine. I think the issue is he's not like – I don't know what the issue is. I mean, I'm, I'm a big Nick Merkley guy. I think he could be a solid contributor in the bottom six role in the NHL. For whatever reason, the Devils aren't playing him consistently. But, I mean, he's been fine when he played. So, mm-hmm. anyway, we got two left. we got Mr. Pavel Zaka and Yanni Kokinen. Mikhail Maltsev, I think he only played one game, so we'll give him an incomplete. Yeah, he had that game before we got shut down. <laughs> yeah, one game. Um, Pavel Zaka, uh, he's been on the score sheet and he's third in team points or fourth in team in points. I guess that has to give him some credit. I'll give him a B, yeah. B minus. I, I agree. I'm going to give him a B minus. Um, I'm sure fans' most recent memory is him oh, yeah. missing it's a completely wide open, completely wide open net by a lot. 
but um, you know, sometimes sheesh happens. Um, <laughs> I, I think Zaka was playing great up until that point. Uh, and I, I expect him to. <laughs> I expect him to just you know try and keep doing better as he goes forward. Um, that's yeah. I'm gonna give him a B minus. <laughs> if there's anyone on the Devils team that like. I if you're t- if you tell me I don't watch Devils game and you tell yeah. me like oh there was this guy wide open net missed it I'm guessing Pavel Zaka not because like his ability just because it's Pavel Zaka and I feel like oh I don't know if you want to call it luck or what but mm-hmm. I don't know I mean he's uh, a guy who puts in the effort too like he's not some dude who just like sits there like he he, yeah, uh, he tries the, to get I'm better a Zaka guy. So, yeah I'm, uh, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you Zaka's good he, he's yeah Pavel Zaka is a Okay, fourth line, borderline third line centerman, defensive first centerman, and he's going to be nothing more than that. I've accepted it. I don't hate him, but fans just absolutely hate the dude because that's what happens though when you're labeled a bust. But anyway, yeah. Yanni Quokin in. Um, he's been better than I thought he was going to be. Believe it or not, he had that. Was it his first career goal? Tied the game late before they lost in overtime or won in overtime. I forget. It's so long ago now. But um, I'll give Koken in a B, B plus. He's he's exceeded my expectations. I may be wrong about this guy. I didn't know how much of a contributor he'd be this year. So. Yeah, I agree. I mean, for the most part, um, he was a part of that line with Bastion and McLeod that was doing really well um, before Ruff changed it up and, and put Wood together with them. Um, I'm going to give him a, a B as well. All right. Yeah, so that's our last player here. Kind of summarized here. My highest graded players were Blackwood, Severson, um, Hughes, Wood, Zajac, McLeod... Those were like my higher-rated guys, Janssen. My lower-rated guys were Tennyson, Cherengovich, Gusev, and Palmieri were my lower-rated guys. So I don't know if you want to add what you're like, just higher, lower I mean, guys. Our higher and lowers are, are pretty similar. Yeah. Um, our grading overall was, if it wasn't the same, it was within like half a grade or a full grade. Um, yeah, you're always on the higher side, though. Yeah, I, I was trying to be more optimistic. <laughs> yeah, we thought that'd be a fun little like segment here, giving a little sabbatical of Devil John just to talk about how we feel like the players have uh, been and all that fun stuff. So we're going to move on now. Um, not much left here in this episode, but we'll talk NHL-wide stuff that's caught your eye. Chris spoke earlier about that botched call in the uh, Carolina-Columbus game. Uh, what do we have here? Peter Mrazek's been great this year, and the Hurricanes are getting good goaltending, like really, really good goaltending. And if that keeps up, they're going to be like scary Hurricanes. I feel like goaltending is the only thing that's really kept them back. Mrazek leads the league with a 9.55 save percentage. Did you know that? Because I didn't until today. I did not, and I would have never expected that. <laughs> yeah, so he's up there. Because you know how I felt about Carolina's goaltending situation. <laughs> For a while. Um, uh, Mark Andre Fleury's having himself a bounce back year. Oh, He's, taking um, back the cage from Robin Leonard. I, I don't know what the split is in games played, but he's third or fourth in save percentage this year right now. They also did have, I think, uh, a decent layoff with uh, COVID before us. Yeah. Um, Vegas? Yeah. Really yeah, I think they had a little bit of a layoff with COVID. <laughs> Um, Chicago Blackhawks are fourth in the Central Division. I don't know how much of a like good thing that it like impressive that is because one half the Central's missed stuff because of COVID, and two the Central Division is god awful. Mm-hmm. Um, Chicago's 
sitting nicer than I thought they would be. Mr. Kevin Lockenen, however you say his last name, is um, doing well, doing pretty good there. All right, so I'm, I got, like I said, I got hockey on in the background here. And Adam Larson has an own goal where he ripped a shot like Damon Severson style, like top right on a goalie. And now he just batted a puck out in his own zone, like out of the air and over the thing for uh, over the glass for a delay game. So he's having himself a game in Edmonton right now. Yikes. Um, anyway, yeah, that was kind of NHL related. Perfect segment part. Um, all right. So Kevin locking in over in Chicago, feeling it. The kid that came out of nowhere is kind of taking over their net from uh, Delilah and Subban. I feel like it's not hard to take over a net from those two, though. But um, we're going to be nice. Um, Connor McDavid's just silly. He has 26 points in 13 games. That's a 112-point pace over a 56-game season. 164-point pace over 82 games. 164. Dude, I mean, it's only 13 games, but still. Um, what else we have? Montreal Canadiens are doing their thing. They're, like, really, really good. But guess what? They're not even the best team in their division, <laughs> which is funny. Toronto has a better record than them, and I believe they're tied 1-1. But anyway, um, Chris, you have anything you want to add here in NHL Watch stuff? No, I think we touched on everything. Um, I mean, I touched on the Derek Stepan situation earlier. Um, he's Stay on the away. trade block from Ottawa. So. Yeah, he's uh, not great. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, all righty. All good here. We'll move on to this Binghamton Devils talk and uh, bar down bets. Good? Yes. Okay. Binghamton Devils, baby. Season started today. Um, their lineup was interesting. Um, I'll throw you some names here. I'll pull up here in a second. They played the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins in Wilkes-Barre Scranton. You ever been to Wilkes-Barre Scranton? Or there are two different towns, cities. Yeah, I've never been there. I've heard of the team before. Um, I've never... I think I've, like, maybe driven past it on, like, the interstate, like, seen yeah. an exit for it, but... Scranton and Wilkes-Barre are two different um, places. Mm. And in the office, yes. that's... Yep. Michael Scott gets a Wilkes-Barre Scranton <laughs> Penguins jersey with, on the back, was Dwight's best friend, or what was it? It was from Dwight. Yeah. <laughs> the, name, the name plate said, from Dwight. Yeah. And then he, like, looks at the back, he's like, oh. Yeah. He loved it. He was like, oh, this is great. And then he's on the back, he's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> Office, what a show. Um, all right. So the Binghamton Devils rolled Sini, Street Foot. Everyone's familiar with those three. Brand Gignac's been in the system a while. Everyone's familiar with Fabian Zetterlund. They had um, Travis St. Denise rolling in center. He's the new pickup that we talked about in the last episode. Um, Studienich, oh, Jesus, I butchered that. Marin Studienich, um, Cam Darcy, and Nate Schnarr were line three. Two of those guys were on last year's team. Their fourth line, which was their best line in this game, was Martel, Ron Schmelzer, and Tyler Irvine. Those three were terrific tonight. Um, talk more about that in a second. Defensively, they rolled out a Colton White, Jeremy Grolo, was listed as their top pairing. Nikita Okhatiuk and Josh Jacobs were pairing number two, my favorite pairing of the night. Michael Wojciech, your boy, and uh, Riley mm-hmm. Walsh were rolling on line three. And uh, Evan Cormier got to start between the pipes. Mr. Brodor was the backup. No, not Martin Brodor. Jeremy Brodor was the backup. Um, 4-3. They won in overtime. 34-23 shots in goal in favor of Binghamton. Binghamton 
played a good game. Evan Cormier, 20 saves in the W. Um, the first goal against was a weird bounce off his own guy. The third goal, ready for this, Chris? I don't know if you caught this. He went to the bench to get the extra attacker on a delayed penalty, and I they didn't show who the devil was that put it back, but the devil passed it back and passed it right into the net. That was how oh, Wilkes Barre no. scored their third goal. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was Brett Seney, but like I said, they didn't show a good angle of it, so I can't say who it was for certain. But yeah, that that's how Wilkes Barre got their third goal. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, the period it was one nothing period one, and then oh jeez, I forget who how the second period went. But by second period's end, it was three one. Nolan Foot got his first career goal, professional goal. It was a. Colton White shot from the point, hit foot in the uh, the shin guard, and went past the Penguins goalie. So that was Nolan Foote's first career professional goal. Brett Cini picked up the assist on that. That was period two. After two periods, it was 3-1. And that was thanks largely in part to that um, the uh, own goal type scenario. There was also a softie that Cormier let in in period two, but oh, but besides that, Cormier was okay. It wasn't too bad, but his second goal against was definitely a softie. All right, period three was electric, and Binghamton scored two unanswered. I guess you could say two unanswered, but they scored two in the third period and knocked things up by um, overtime. First goal was a, a pretty passing play that started by your boy at the point, Michael Vukjovic. Go ahead. <laughs> Vukujevic. Yeah, Vukujevic started at the point. Beautiful pass. Found Tyler Irving, who then put it down to Mr. Martell, who put it past the goalie to make it 3-2. And then Mr. Ryan Schmelzer also had a very solid game. Knotted things at three. Another really good passing play, and it started with your boy again. Found Martell. Martell, I believe it was pipe. Might have been a goalie pad. And then it went right to Schmelzer, who bodied it, and then put it in with the stick. So that knotted things up at three. Um, yeah, I, it might have been off the pipe. I did not catch it fully. Anyway, 3-3 after um, regulation win overtime. And Riley Walsh, first professional career goal. Beautiful wrist shot off a backhanded drop pass from Ryan Schmelzer. Um, Walsh was in between the dots, wristed home past the goalie. That was one overtime. It was really fun. I'm telling you guys, um, if you don't have the AHL package and want to watch Devils Hockey prospect the younger guys play, not a bad investment. I think it's 44 bucks for the season. Tonight's game was actually free to everyone. If you guys got to take benefit of that. I have the AHL package. I have had it for the past few years. It's great. Um, overall, some guys that stood out to me, Tyler Urban was the Devils' best player. And it's funny because most Devils fans have no idea who he is. I didn't have any idea who he was before the Devils signed him to a contract. Um, Mary Mack, undrafted free agent. Like I told you guys a little bit about last episode, was Devils' best player. Had an assist. Had countless just great eight scoring opportunities. He wasn't able to finish, but he was great. Ryan Schmelzer was good. He had two points. Your boy was great to assist. Very good passer. Josh Jacobs, Nikita Oak. Tiok pairing was fantastic. Altiok skating is like really good. I didn't know how good of a skater he was, but he looked great tonight. Nolan Foot was nice. I know he had that goal that was kind of like luck there, but like skating wise, that was the complaint about him. And he was skating past people, smart with the puck, good stuff there. 
Riley Walsh looks good. He's going to be one of them offensive two-way defenseman types for the Devils one day, hopefully. Anyway, Wednesday night, next game, they play Lehigh Valley at Newark, the Newark Devils. Um, <laughs> yeah, in the RWJ Barnabas Hockey House. Good place, Chris. Binghamton fans ain't going to be happy to hear you calling them the Newark Devils. <laughs> Sorry, Binghamton fans. <laughs> Sorry, Albany it's people sensitive, <laughs> back in the day. Subject. Who was before? Yeah, they were all new. Well, anyway. There's all uh, well, they couldn't go anyway. They're not allowing fans anywhere. Um, New York or New Jersey. I think it's best for the team this year. They'll be back in Binghamton. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, next year. But um, yeah, it was the Binghamton Devils. I feel like we're going to talk a lot of Binghamton Devils on this podcast. Is that okay with you, Chris? That's perfectly fine with me. Okay. Um, but yeah. Anyway, bar down bets, people. We're 7-2 this season. We're rolling along, making cash. 1-0 from last episode. I believe there was like a Tampa Bay regulation line. I think that was the play. They, it, it's funny. Tampa Bay plays Nashville again. And these plays, by the way, are for um, February 9th. Hopefully we get the episode out. If not, then you can see if I'm right or not. Anyway, uh, Capitals are even money against the Flyers at home. Taking them straight up. And also... Tampa Bay regulation line. I'm going to stick there and see if that sticks. So those are my two plays. Sound good, Chris? Sounds sounds reasonable to me. <laughs> I'm not Alrighty. a gambling expert, but it sounds reasonable to me. Yeah, Dogecoin, pal. <laughs> you know? Oh, anyway. man. Elon Musk made me some money today. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> all right. I think that's it. You have anything else, Chris? Anything else at all? Did we miss anything? I don't think so. I think as of right now, Devils next game, tentatively, February 16th against the Rangers. Hopefully we start seeing names come off the COVID list instead of going back on. Yeah, that would be the so. ideal thing. So, um, Alrighty. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, plans are up in the air. I'm not quite sure when we're going to film our next episode. Hopefully aim in for a week. Maybe we'll do it over the weekend. Kind of just we're back in that Zoom uh, thing where there's no Devils hockey right now. Um, next week we'll, you know what we'll do next week? We'll have like a Binghamton Devils episode where we recap their games, preview their games. So Chris, you're gonna have to do some Binghamton Devils homework. As long as they stay clean. What do you mean? Oh, COVID like, clean? Yeah, yeah, COVID clean. Hopefully they're in the same <laughs> facilities, so hopefully that happens. Yeah. Anyway, um, alrighty, Chris. Anything lastly before we? Uh, and they're off here. Let's go Devils, baby. Yes, sir. Let's go Devils. Everyone stay safe out there. And hopefully we'll be talking to you guys hopefully next week. We'll have an episode for you. Episode 38 coming up next week. Look at us. Yeah.